Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And there's no need to drag this transition out. Like all parents with really elaborate plans to like titrate down the formula and slowly increase cow's milk. You don't have to make such a big deal out of it. There's actually a really easy way to transition from breast milk or formula to cow's milk when your baby turns one. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Talking today about how to transition to cow's milk. Like, how do I do this? I know it can be stressful for parents as they approach the one year mark. Like a lot of stuff is changing. I'm just not sure exactly what it looks like. So that's the point of this episode. This is not for like the just starting baby led weaning crowd. This is info for when your baby is approaching the one year mark and you're ready to wean off of formula or breast milk. And you're wondering like, how do I get my baby onto cow's milk? Like, do I do cold turkey? Is it like a slow burn? What's the deal? So I'm going to share what works for me, what works for me and works for the families I've worked with might not work for you, but it's just some ideas about how you might do this. You might not be going to cow's milk if your baby is allergic to milk, for example, or you're a vegan family and you don't eat animal foods, including milk, then you wouldn't be making this transition to cow's milk. But there might actually be some information about volume of milk and milk alternatives that will be helpful to you. But I do want to mention that I have a whole separate episode about how to pick a milk when your baby turns one. That's podcast episode number 79. If you want to go listen to that today, I'm going to be talking about the actual 
transition that happens at the one year mark. All right, so let's talk about when we transition to milk. I mentioned 12 months of age, but it is okay, just so you know, to do milk foods like yogurt and cheese and milk as an ingredient and other foods at six months of age or when you start solid foods. Um, but we just don't do fluid cow's milk in place of breast milk or formula until baby turns one. It's not nutritionally adequate, right? But like, it's fine for your baby. We want your baby to be trying cow's milk protein early and often as a way to help prevent cow's milk protein allergy. Just don't do the fluid milk until 12 months. So this transition will take place at around the 12 month mark. It's like actually on their birthday, like I got a lot of other stuff going on when my baby turns one that, that day, but like that week, I will make the transition to cow's milk. And then, so next up is what? If you got when down, we do this at 12 months, what is it that we're feeding? If you do drink cow's milk in your family for your baby, you're gonna wanna be buying whole milk. We do whole milk until age two, and then we do 1% or nonfat milk after age two. Whole milk is sometimes called vitamin D milk. It's a little misleading because all milk in the United States, at least, is fortified with the same amount of vitamin D if it's non-fat or 1% or reduced fat or whole milk. So sometimes you see vitamin D milk, um, but basically if it's not reduced fat and it's not non-fat, it's not low fat, then it's whole milk. You know, why do we want to introduce cow's milk? Because sometimes parents are like, oh, but milk is a good thing, right? Like it's got lots of nutrition. Yes, but it's not a totally perfect food and a child cannot live on milk alone, okay? Milk is beneficial because there's vitamin A in it, vitamin D in it, there's calcium, there's protein in it. And there are not a lot of other ways to get at least vitamin D in the diet than fortified dairy foods. But I do want you to know if you don't do cow's milk at all, like there are lots of kids out there who are just fine and don't drink cow's milk. If you do drink cow's milk though, it is beneficial because it has calcium and vitamin D. We can work on other ways to get it if you don't. And I do just want to point out that milk is problematic in children because it doesn't have iron in it. And you might be like, well, there's lots of other foods that don't have iron in it. But here's the deal with milk. I would say the number one thing that sabotages toddler nutrition, when toddlers don't eat as much as their parents wish they would, it tends to be tied to the amount of milk that they're drinking. Parents think, oh, but milk is a good thing. I'm just gonna let them drink it like willy-nilly. No, 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 no. Milk is not a free food. We should be very conscientious about how much milk we're giving kids because it doesn't have iron. And if it fills your baby's belly up and then they're not eating other nutritious foods that have iron in them because they're full of milk, that's not a good thing either. So we're gonna talk about how much milk to feed as well. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Okay, this one is important. At 12 to 24 months of age, the American Academy of Pediatrics says to feed your baby 16 to 24 ounces a day. Now, those of you that formula feed, like you think in terms of ounces, if you're breastfeeding, you know, maybe know how many ounces you're feeding in a day, but you do want to pay attention to ounces when you're around that one year mark to make sure you're not getting too much. A lot of parents are like, oh my God, I'm worried my baby's not going to be getting enough. 
I even do a tighter range. I find that babies and toddlers in the one-year age, one to two, do better with 16 to 20 ounces of milk. So I'll try to keep it in there. And many babies can drink less than 16 ounces of milk and still be fine. Parents worry about dehydration. However, baby can also get fluid from water at the one-year mark. And there's also a lot of water in the foods that your baby is eating. So don't worry that if you're not drinking the full 16 to 24 ounces that your baby would be dehydrated. You're at much higher risk if you're like the general population of having your kid drink too much milk. So how do you actually make that transition and what does it look like? I am an advocate for skipping the sippy cup. So go right from the breast or bottle to the open cup. There's many, many reasons why we want to skip the sippy cup. If you want to listen to the whole interview with it, I've got six reasons to skip the sippy cup. I did that with Dawn Winkleman, who's a speech language pathologist. She also designed the open cup that I use for baby led weaning called the tiny cup. And that is a two ounce cup that's great for babies six to 12 months of age. So my last two babies, Gus and Hannah, they're my sixth and seventh babies. And I did my 100 first foods approach with them. And the tiny cup came out right when they were doing baby led weaning. So I actually did, I never recommend anything I haven't done either with my own children or with the families that I work with for baby led weaning. But to skip the sippy cup, I didn't think it was possible, but babies can definitely learn how to drink out of an open cup. And that tiny cup came out right when we were doing baby led weaning. Gus and Hannah learned how to drink out of an open cup. We started around eight months of age. You can start around six, but I never get my act together to do anything till a little bit later. Eight months of age, five minutes after each meal, we practice with the open cup. By the age of one, they hit the feeding milestone, which is your baby should be able to drink out of an open cup with minimal spillage by themselves. There will be some spillage, that's fine, but they should be able to do it by themselves on their first birthday. They don't magically wake up and know how to do that on their first birthday. You have to practice. That's the point of the weaning period. So do five minutes with the open cup after each meal. So parents say, well, gosh, my baby's not as good as drinking out the open cup. They will drink less milk and they will get more proficient at drinking out of the open cup the more you practice. We don't want them to be drinking a lot of milk, right? They could suck a lot of cow's milk out of a sippy cup. That's not the point. We want to keep the milk under control. So again, I like 16 to 20 ounce as your goal at the one year mark. Now, do you just like all of a sudden give them a 20 ounce cup and be like, here, drink this? No, I practice with that two ounce cup, the tiny cup from Easy Peasy. Fill it three quarters of the way up. That's one and a half ounces. As they get near the one year mark, starting about nine months of age, I will start giving them after meals, one and a half ounces of formula or breast milk out of the open cup. Because again, no fluid cow's milk in place of formula or breast milk till they turn one. But at nine, eight, nine months, we'll start practicing. Take that two ounce cup, fill it up with one and a half to two ounces of breast milk or formula. And I do that two times after each meal. So it's three ounces after breakfast, three ounces after lunch, three ounces after dinner. You can't fill like the two ounce cup all the way up. They'll definitely spill it. So again, fill three quarters of the way up twice. We do this in the five minutes after each meal. With practice, they will get more proficient at it. So they're drinking nine ounces out of the open cup by the time we get to the one-year mark. And I always keep the night bottle. The last thing I will give up is that night bottle. Now, the goal is to have your baby off of the bottle by some sources say the 12-month mark. In real life, I never get around to it till 15 months. But like by 15 months of age, your baby should be off the bottle, right? For all sorts of speech and developmental reasons, we want them drinking out of that open cup. I will do a six to eight ounce bottle before bed if that's working for my schedule as we go up to the one-year mark. Now, when they turn one, is that bottle still formula? Heck no, I don't wanna keep paying for formula. Is it breast milk? If you want to keep feeding breast milk, if you wanna keep breastfeeding you and your baby past the one-year mark, of course, please feel free to do that. But your baby should be learning how to drink out of an open cup. So when we're at the one-year mark and we're trying to make sure baby's getting no, no more formula and trying to wean off of breast milk, if that's the goal, and we're doing cow's milk, what I will do is I'll do a 50-50 ratio. I don't go cold turkey to all cow's milk. And if your baby's been on infant formula, just so you know, the, the base of infant formula, the protein is exactly the same as in cow's milk. Like it is basically cow's milk with some modifications. 
So like, you don't have to be super, super careful about transitioning from formula to cow's milk because it's essentially the same thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If your baby was exclusively breastfed and you only did breast milk and no formula, yes, you were introducing dairy foods as you were doing baby led weaning. So they got some cow's milk protein exposure there. But the transition's a little bit rougher there to go from breast milk to cow's milk. You have to do it. It's not the end of the world. The diapers might be a little bit funky for a couple of days, but I'll generally do half-half. So like, let's say before bed, I'm still at the one-year mark giving my baby a six or an eight-ounce bottle. I'm gonna be trying to get off the bottle in the next week or two or month or two. But if we're still doing the bottle, I'll do half cow's milk at one year and half formula. And I'll do that until I run out of formula. So my goal is, I'm not going to buy any more formula. I'm going to go half, half. And then when that formula is gone, or when that breast milk that was frozen is gone, or I've decided I'm breastfeeding a few days, maybe a week later, it runs out. Okay. Then I'll go hundred percent cow's milk, but you don't need to drag it out. Some parents are like, I'm going to spend the next six months slowly tapering down the formula and increasing the cows. You do not need to do that. You can make this transition in about a week. Again, might be a little changes in the diaper, a little bit rough on the gut for the baby, but it's a kind of quicker way to get them to that goal, which is, all right, we want them on cow's milk by the time they're one year. If your family drinks cow's milk, what do you need to watch out for? Don't be worried about dehydration. If you're practicing with the open cup, your baby will start getting more proficient at drinking out of the open cup. They will drink less as you get to the one year mark, but that's the point, right? Of weaning is that they're starting to get more nutrition from food and less nutrition from milk. I do want to remind you that there are many babies out there that do perfectly fine without any cow's milk. You don't need to drink cow's milk. But if your toddler at one-year-old does drink cow's milk, please keep an eye on how much they're drinking. I'm a firm believer that milk should be offered at meals or right after meals. Personally, I found that my children get distracted if the milk is there at the, cu- at the meal. So we'll put the cup after the meal. That might work for you. It might not. But we don't want your child walking around with a sippy cup full of milk. All that does is, first of all, it's gross when you find sippy cups full of spoiled milk all over your house. Babies don't need the sippy cup, right? From a developmental standpoint, they encourage overconsumption of milk. And we actually want to limit the amount of cow's milk somewhere between 16 to 24. Again, I do 16 to 20 ounces. That works better in my experience for helping children then feel enough hunger at mealtimes so that they actually want to eat the food that you're offering so that they're not totally full of milk. So hope that helped the transition to cow's milk. Let me know how it's going for you. You don't really have to worry about this until the one-year mark. But when you do, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Make that transition. And one other thing parents ask about, should I be heating the milk? Here's the deal. If you heat the formula, what I slowly do as I get close to the one-year mark is I stop heating it. If the goal is to get the baby to drink milk at one out of the refrigerator, which is where we store cow's milk, then I'll start doing colder or room temperature formula as well. I don't want to get into a situation where I'm like heating up cow's milk for a one and a half year old. So I do room temperature formula. I stop heating bottles as I get closer to the one-year mark. Your baby will, there's, yes, it's different as they learn how to drink cow's milk. It tastes different. There's a little bit of a different consistency than the formula or breast milk they're used to, but they can definitely drink cold or room temperature milk. You just don't want to let it out like sitting at room temperature for long periods of time, because of course it could be a potentially hazardous food and it could cause foodborne illness if you're drinking like milk that has not been refrigerated for too long. All right. So there you have it. Real quick, transition to cow's milk. How do I do this? I'll link up some of the other episodes that I talked about that might help you learn more about 
moving to cow's milk. I'll do that on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 113.